Welcome to the Gen X guys. It's a new year and yeah, we yeah. are happy for those who are listening. It's and comes new year, come a bunch of new things. Yeah. Like uh new calendar. Okay. Wow, that's, that's yeah. I'm just happy I made it this far. I mean, 2024, I, you know, I'm really true. sure you know how long you, you know, you're going to make it through life and everything and so hitting the, you know, 2025 even though it still looks like 2020 or you know, 20, 2000, 2010. Yeah, doesn't I just doesn't feel, feel that really that different. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, for me, every time I think about when I hear music from like, they talk about this was back in the 90s. To me, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a little while ago. Uh, like 10 years ago. Yeah. And then you realize, holy yeah, shit. Yeah. That was more like a little bit like that, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, I, I've been seeing clips for uh, Demolition Man, right? Oh, yeah. The and Sebastian Demolition Stallone Man movie. is supposed to be in 2032. And like, yeah. yeah, we're nowhere close to any of that type of stuff. You know? Well, the concept was there was a massive earthquake, right? And that screwed Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's still a chance. There's still a chance. But, man, it's funny. Like, when you Taco watch Bell it. will be the place to eat. That'll be the top right. place to eat, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was gourmet food right there. Yeah, so buy your like, stock and you'll get there. When you see some of the stuff that they're doing, like, you know, dystopian-type society, it's kind of, like, scary about how we're doing some of those things that they're saying now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, New Year. Okay. New Year, so New we're Year. Back to New Year here. New yeah, Year, now. New You, right? Yeah. Now, what about any resolutions? Well, so that's the fun stuff with the New Year, right? So every time you go in, the New Year kicks over, there's lots of people do their New Year's resolutions. I don't bother. Yeah, right. Um, because it just doesn't I'm matter. I'm not going to follow it. Well, yeah, that's true. Why would I set <laughs> rules for myself that I won't follow? I know I'm just lying to myself if I do that, you know? But the big one I always see, obviously, is the gym, right? Yeah. The gym selling just. In the first two, three weeks, maybe, there's a massive influx of people who join because their new year resolution is to get healthy, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So they have to go to a gym to achieve that. But everybody does because that's kind of like what's perceived out there that you got to join a gym. And uh, I made a lot of money on that for the over the years. So yeah. I, being a personal trainer for about 10 years, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people came in and bought a package of training and honestly, like, showed up for the first one and never showed up for another one after that. Yeah, I mean, well, there, there were there were more than people. I, I I know people probably think it, but yeah, I mean, the being a gym goer for 30, 40 years, forty years. Uh, anyway, however long, yeah, you saw those cycles. Yeah, well, and it continues. I mean, usually yeah. within three weeks, it doesn't even get to February. Within about three weeks, you're almost back to the levels you were from the consistency from those who const- who go all the time. Yeah. And so, but for those first three weeks, it creates a bit of a headache for a lot of the normal people who go because now a bunch of the stuff they're working through is taken up. They got to wait a lot longer. Parking. Everybody goes to the gym consistently or has been going for years, to your point, knows full well the ups and downs. So they're expecting this time period. Um, But that's one New Year's resolution. That's probably the biggest one I always usually hear from people. Definitely the biggest one. Um, That and giving up stuff. Yeah. I was going to say giving up, like giving up vices. Like, especially us growing up at Gen X, it was always smoking. That was probably after the gym or exercise losing weight. It was always giving up smoking. I don't know That's how many people I knew. Boomers. The boomers would do yeah. that too. For the like, boomers yeah. and Gen Xers. Like, I mean, yeah, it just a lot of people that I knew growing up smoked, yeah. not just not just growing up, but, you know, our age. You know, they yeah. smoked. And it was always, yeah, I'm going to smoke less. Yeah. They just went out one time after New Year's. Like, the next weekend after they go out, yeah, that, that was broken. Yeah, you know, smoking at a, at a bar or whatever was just—it was natural. True, 
True. Yeah. Well, and the other cool thing about, or the big thing that happens for New Year's is New Year's Eve. As we all know, New York is the probably place to watch because the ball drops. I don't yeah. think I've watched that in years now. Um, primarily because, first off, I'm on West Coast. So I'm already three hours behind. What I'm watching generally has already morning. happened. Yeah. Um, plus, I live out in Vegas, so I just go out on the porch at midnight, and I can see the strip going off the halls, fireworks mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I've noticed more parties have opened up in more cities. Like they've, New York was always sort of, at least for me growing up, the mainstay is the only one. Yeah. You're starting to see it more often. Like, what'd you do for New Year's Eve? What'd you do for New Year's Eve, old man? Well, I was going to say, I think it's probably more this, uh, we're more exposed to it than we used to be. But a lot of these cities, like when you see like what Dubai did with, you know, like Hong Kong did and a lot of these other countries do is, you know, they're trying to do spectacles, you know, equal to like what New York has done. True. Um, Last year, we actually went to New York. Family and I went to New oh, York. That's right. Like, yeah. that, was, that was like a bucket list thing was to be by Times Square. But, you know, we knew that like, well, like Times Square. Years like, ago you went to New York, by the way. Think it through. Okay, 12 months ago. How about that? Does that feel better? Well, a little more than 12 months. 12 months. In 12 months time. in a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel better now. Okay. You feel better? Great. I just want to get the math right. One of the things, you know, that. Like we knew that you like they only let a certain amount of people into actual the Times Square area. That whole area, they only like you have to line up like by five, six AM to be able to get in there. And then they only let a certain amount of people. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't want to go through that. I mean, we wanted to be there, but you know, we just we were okay with being in the vicinity. Um, you can't bring chairs and you can't bring really food and whatnot. So you're pretty no. much standing in there for basically what, 17, 18 hours? Gatorade bottles with paper towels put in. Yeah, I, I can figure out what that was for. Yeah. But, you know, like, what do women do? You know, I mean, guys, we, we'll, we've done it in places we obviously shouldn't do it in, but, you know, but still. But, yeah, I mean, people are just – one of the tricks, the hacks that people talk about is there are certain hotels that are by Times Square. Like, we stayed at one of them, and what it is is people will stay at those hotels – and then you have access to Times Square if you stay there. So, oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we stayed at one when, when we were out in New York a few years back. We stayed at one right off Times Square. I think the, um, I want to say Double Tree, but I think it was Double Tree, something like that. That's right in right. Times Square. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's a good it hack. Was fun, though. I mean, it was, it rained a little bit, no snow or anything. It rained a little bit, but it wasn't anything major. It was cold, but it was, uh, it was a good experience, but the thing is, when you're not in the Times Square area, you don't see anything. You don't see the yeah. ball. Like you can see the ball sitting up, but you don't see it going down or anything like that. And you can hear some of the people performing, but really not much. But you this year, the ball go back down. Year, you can't really see it. I'm but sure you know that probably it's disappearing, but you just don't see it happening from right, a certain right. angle. Yeah, okay. from a certain angle. Um, but this year, yeah, nothing really. We went over to my sister-in-law's house and we just played games um had a cigar and some whiskey and that was about it yeah yeah i mean it, it was and then we had all those playing in the background on youtube just on the tv we had like like, like i said like dubai uk and all these other cities that were doing their their celebration for fourth of july we got up and we actually missed fourth of july i had fourth i said that twice already not fourth of july new year shut up but we actually missed I didn't New Year's. Anything. You just we weren't really paying attention, and all of a sudden we realized it's like three minutes after 12. There so, you oh, go. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's also getting older. You know, you just it's just yeah, it's what it is. You've done a lot of it, right? Over time, you tend to do a lot of it, so it's more right. like when you're young, you love doing those things. When we were back in our twenties and whatnot, thirties, energy was there. I would be excited to go do these things, whether it's in San Francisco, heading down there for New Year's yeah. Eve. Something else, but you know, once you have kids and family, there's more at home type events, or to your point, you do a travel somewhere and yeah. enjoy it, but you're not gonna get into the big crowds anymore. Like we've done Disneyland and Disney World on New Year's. We did um, that one year, yeah. Yeah. And I mean those are crowded, but like now I'm not gonna bother with those. Like I've done it. We did now California. I think we were we were in California mm-hmm. when New Year's hit. Mm-hmm. Like this is like I want to say six to seven years ago they did that. Probably, but um, it wasn't as crowded as Disneyland, but it was still, you know, it was still pretty crowded. We were by the pier. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but we yeah. don't really do that anymore. Now you get older. I guess it's you just for some, and some probably still do it. Who you know have more time or still yeah. more energy. But for the most part, yeah, I agree with you. We stayed here. We have the Vegas Strip. We can see from the house, so we right. can watch the fireworks from here. We don't need to be at the shows, and that thing gets shut down too at a certain point yeah. in the day for the whole crowd. So. But yeah, okay. I mean, with New Year's, you got New Year's Eve, but also let's not forget football. For New Year's Day, it's usually big day, the big bowls and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, this year we saw Michigan win its first time in a bowl, and since yeah. Jim Harbaugh's been in control. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. then Washington beat Texas. So that's I, it's off the bowl season, or well, the bowl season's already. Oh, I, I knew Alabama. I mean, I thought Alabama was going to keep up with Michigan. I was actually. You know, they kind of choked it away at the end. Michigan actually almost choked it away having that punt at the one-yard line or two-yard line, wherever they got it. Yeah. Um, I really think – I mean, I wasn't surprised at Washington. I think a lot of people – you know, I think there's like an assumption, you know, the whole Pac-12 or whatever they're in, whatever it's called now, Pac-4. Well, it's the Pac-12 uh, still this year. It's, it's still Pac-12. the Pac-12. But um, I, I think a lot of people were surprised by them. But I think that they – I think that was a good game. I yeah. think the, the Washington Texas one was was a better game than the Alabama Michigan. Yeah, well, not every to say year, I am a State fan, but still. Well, yeah, um, I mean, every year you also have the Rose Bowl parade leading up that morning, so that's a big event. New Year's Day, people get to, and it's usually the yeah. two teams are represented. In this case, was Michigan and Alabama. Yeah, yeah, and Michigan being from the uh, from the conference Big Twelve, that uh, Big Twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. It's always Big Ten and Big Twelve. And I'm yeah, I know. Get, I started confusing them over time. Right. Um, but either way, they that's not, that's normal for the winner of the Big Twelve usually to end up in the Rose Bowl against the Pac Twelve. Yeah. So they didn't quite. They that's now the playoffs and whatnot. That kind of changed. Well, the national championship has changed all that. Did you yeah. hear what uh, Stephen A. Smith said? That he thinks that the Rose Bowl should be played in SoFi. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that. just wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. It was one of those ones where yeah, a lot of people who, especially pro football players who like who were you know who played, they're like, no, no. There's something iconic about the Rose Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's a better experience at SoFi or better parking. Or I think like, one of the things was is that they're saying like traffic outside of the Rose Bowl is horrendous. But it's one of those things. Are like, no, no. It, right. It's 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 iconic. It's it may not be mm-hmm. like you know, some of the other major stadiums, but, but still it's the Rose bowl itself is iconic. That's, that's a never change. Agreed. Yeah. No, oh, I yeah. hadn't heard that. I did see something about 
Some people think the national title game should always be played at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Which is the other side of the story. And I'm like, okay, that one I could see because the Rose Bowl is the oldest of all. Yeah. But it's about money. They right. want the highest amount of seating too, which obviously the Coliseum holds quite a bit of people. Right. It's not small by any scale. No. But they also want to, it makes sense money-wise, they can get more money, TV rights and whatnot by shifting right. it. And giving it to one where it would, I mean, it's not like NCAA operates anyway based on tradition. They may throw tradition out there, but they don't. It's all about money. So well, it's one big joke. But that being said, I mean, now you have Michigan against Washington coming up Monday, actually, since we're recording this on a Saturday. And uh, what's your take? Try not to be the Ohio State guy. I want Washington to win. Well, then, okay, so you're going to pick Washington. Well, there's, there's also, honestly, there's always the being being from the West Coast, or, you know, even though I was born in the Midwest, in Ohio, you know, Ohio State, Michigan country, that whole area. Um, but growing up here, there's always that bias that, like, against West Coast football, right? You know, no matter how good, like, you know, in the, in the past, like USC, UCLA has been, um, even, you know, the good years for Oregon, which, you know, they're still good. I'm not saying they're not, but, you know, there's always that, oh, they're like second class. So, I'd like to see a West Coast team win. The last time Pac-12 won a national title was 2004. Wow. See? And that was USC with Reggie Bush, Liner. With Reggie Bush, that team. yeah. And it got vacated, which we don't vacated. even get me started on that stupidity. Yeah. Like, they vacated because one dude got, like, a car, potentially. But that didn't change how he played on the field. That didn't change the college he went to. Nope. That didn't change the team's performance. I mean, yeah. Reggie Bush is the Heisman Trophy winner, and they won the national title. So it is what it is, but yeah, yeah it's been twenty years. So, yeah, so that, I mean, off. of course, I don't want to see Michigan win, but yeah, that's a given. Um, I mean, you know, there's of course the whole idea of the scandal, which I'm like, it it almost seems like you know whenever a team has success, they people want to look for reasons why they have success. I mean, as much as I hated Michigan's a stacked team. I mean, they are. They they're, are. Uh, they're going to lose a yeah. lot of players to the draft this year. Yeah. But the R stack team, and I think Harbaugh is as much as he had issues in the beginning of his tenure at Michigan. I think he's grown as a coach. I, I, you know, we we saw him, you know, being obviously 49er fans, you know, especially with you with your hat. But um, you know, we saw him with the 49ers, and I don't know. There was always something lacking about him as as a head coach. I, you saw it at the 49ers. It just. It, it, it just seemed like there was like he just couldn't put it all together, and you saw it in the beginning of Michigan as well. Yeah, well, he, and he always good. stuck to a certain, certain style of play, which he kind of does even with stuck. Michigan. He, but I think he's gotten a lot better about it, and I well, he's don't more like flexible. It. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think hard. it's a maturing thing. Maybe that's why he had to go back to college so that he can, you know, kind of learn that. But yeah. um, I mean, so now they're talking about. What's the uh, score going to be? Let's just get to the point. You you don't like Michigan, so what's the score going to be? I don't know. I was surprised at how low the score was between Michigan and Alabama. Michigan's got a great defense, so it's understandable. They do, but they the also didn't score isn't that great. So, but I mean, it just I didn't expect the score to be that low. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I expect it to be higher. I didn't expect it to be like you know what they scored how many points in the fourth quarter. You know, it was like yeah. there was three co three quarters of them not doing anything. I was surprised about that. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I I still think it's going to oh, be. Man, 20, I'll, I'll say, give an answer. Twenty-seven, twenty-four, 
Washington. Nice. Okay. What do you Very think? Cool. I mean, you're not far off. It's hard. I can't, it's just on the fence type scenario. I think they're both great or teams. They both mm-hmm. finished undefeated mm-hmm. um, for good reason. I've seen enough of Washington's games. Like they twice beat Oregon, who finished mm-hmm. second in the Pac 12, barely. Yeah. So they give they can give up a lot of points. They can give up a lot of points. Um, their defense is not stout at all, but they can also score a lot. So it's I think personally I I can see Michigan winning this one. And I think if they win it, it'll be more like a thirty to twenty type game. I agree. I think if Michigan wins, it's going to be because they had to score like 34, 37 points, and Washington scored like thirty one at the most. If it becomes a shootout, yeah. If it yeah, becomes a shootout. I think that's how Michigan wins. I think Michigan needs it to be more of a shootout for them to but even then they, they did hold on for a, you know with Alabama and it wasn't a shootout. So we'll see. Yeah, I do love college overtime, by the way. That's so fantastic. They got to have it in the NFL. Yeah. I, they won't. They, they never will. They should. Especially I don't know for why, the, though. What, what what do you think is the reason why they don't want to do it? <laughs> No, the NFL is just ridiculous with some of their rules sometimes. Never understood yeah. some of their decisions behind, like, the whole kickoff thing. You know, now they just kick off from basically might as well be the 40 so yeah. that no one can ever return the ball. And, uh, you know, the, their rules are always so laxed. I mean, I do like the college rules of where when you get a first down, the clock stops, right? To get That's set. Yeah. That's always been a nice one. Yeah. Um, the one foot in rule. No, I like the two feet in. So I'm so fine with on that. But yeah. yeah, I don't know why they won't do that. Like they were hard pushed to even do the current overtime rule. Yeah. And that's only for the regular season. Do they do that when it's the playoffs? I think yeah. they go back to first one to score. Which is, that, yeah. which is stupid. So, which was I, a whole complaint a couple of years ago when the Bills and Chiefs were just firing left and right, touchdown after touchdown, and went into overtime. Kansas City got the ball, and that was pretty much it. Like Buffalo had no chance. Like well, also you had the 49 or um Patriots against the, the Chiefs. It was the same thing. Yeah. Remember? I mean Chiefs. And that was uh, the big complaint. Yeah. Which which is it, it's fair. I even I I I mean I think the current rules are better, but I still think college is way better. Yeah. Like the college whole thing of like everybody gets a chance. It's like no, it's because again, one play can end it. You know, one it just and there is no way of returning. It's like, yeah, I understand that, you know, give them a chance to score a touchdown, but being, you know, making them have to score a touchdown instead of just a field goal, which I right. agree with, but it's, it's still, I don't think it's enough. I, 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 I don't, there's a lot of things that NFL does that I'm sure they have reasoning behind it tied to money, you know. Oh, it's all tied to money. That's a fact. It's like, it's like the whole thing with safety for quarterbacks, it's not about safety for quarterbacks. They I'll just know that the if stars. Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes or other big name gets hurt, it's bad look for the league, and it can hurt revenue because yeah. you're not going to have that marquee matchup. You know, nobody wants to see the Chiefs backup play against you know the Buffalo backup because that's it means that you know the the Thursday night game or other primetime game they have is not going to get the viewership. Yeah, and well, it's just like the uh, the overall rules to your point are more offensive driven. Like they, they want scoring. Like they don't want uh they don't want one of those games earlier this year where it was six nothing. Right? Like oh, yeah. they don't want that. Well that was a horrible that, that and that had nothing to do with rules. I was just no, that's just horrible, horrible Patriots team. team who scored nothing. 
yep. against I I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking, but whoever the team was, they ended up losing six zero. Yeah. Horrible game by both. I think it was the Chargers actually. Yeah. But that said, um, the rules are based on that. I mean, I've all, I, I always get a kick out of the fact that um, when it's pass interference, it's, it's spot where the pass interference happened, so it can be you know five yards in, mm-hmm. forty yards in, wherever it is, and they get the ball right there, first down. Offensive pass well, interference. Offensive pass interference. They lose ten yards, and it's still first down. Yeah, I'm like, no. What they should do is they should lose ten or fifteen, <laughs> whatever it is, and yeah. a downs. Like it's so kind of like kind of like intentional grounding. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, you intentionally push the defender off to make space for yourself. They you don't want that it. though. Think about I it. Do. Everybody that talks about the. Everybody talks about the greatest game was what that one that was like a few years ago, and I'm blanking on the teams, but it was the Chiefs and was it Buffalo? Yeah, it's probably that playoff game where it was probably, no, no, it wasn't a playoff game, but it was a game where it was like no, 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 the Rams. I think it was the Rams and and Kansas City, but where they scored like forty nine to forty seven, and everybody says that was the greatest game. And I'm like, no defense. You're basically saying that all offense and no defense is a great game. Yeah, might as well go to flag uh, football then. Right. I mean, I'm like, how is that? And that, that's the general consensus with football. And I'm not saying I want seven to 10 games, but games that go like, you know, 27, 21, or around that one where there's some scoring, but where you see good defense still. I, I don't want to see games that are only in the 40. It's like they make a big deal with the NBA now. There was like um, the other night I just saw that they had um, four games that each team won or each team scored over, I think. 30 or 40 points, 130 or 140 points. Mm. Where they had like four teams doing that. And they're making a big deal out of it. I'm like, how is that a good thing? That means right. that teams are just basically running down, scoring, running back, scoring. And that's all they're doing is going back. There is no defense. And, I'm, right. and look, let me make it clear. I'm not that guy who thinks, you know, in the 80s where people were being, you know, suplexed and, you know, RKO'd, you know, on, on a basketball court is a thing or, saying that, oh, the 90s was better because they played real defense. I still want to see – I don't think, you know, the goons and the enforcers are what I'm talking about. I'm still playing – saying not make all the advantage to the offensive player. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to just – Yeah, I think it's just overboard. But, I mean, that's – because they make more money off the casual fan than they do off the hardcore fan. That's yeah. how it is in almost anything. I mean, we play video games. It's the same thing in video games. You know, they – they suit it to make it so that the casual fan can go in and play and enjoy it and not hardcore fans. Yeah. But it's the same Which, thing with, with sports. It's to get casual fans to enjoy it. Yeah. Which probably when people are wondering why is this all tied back to New Year's. So New Year's is also the kickoff okay. of the NFL yeah. football playoffs. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you have the final week of games this weekend when we're recording. And then next week is the playoff run. So at the beginning of the year, the favorites – that I'd heard from the NFC, um, if I remember from people correctly, were both the Niners and Eagles were the two favorites yeah. for the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. The AFC, Buffalo was one. Of course. Along with Kansas City, of course. And um, and that, that was really the top two. Then you had the second tier where they brought in Baltimore. Right. They brought in, well, I don't think they brought in Miami, but Cincinnati was the other one. Cincinnati was definitely, yeah. I, I would say actually Cincinnati was like up there with them. You know, some Probably, more, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely like I think if you have the top three to five teams, yeah, I, I think you know a, a favorite to be able to go to the Super Bowl was Cincinnati. 
Yeah. So um, season's basically at an end. And Niners are the number one seed. Eagles potentially can still win the division if the Cowboys blow it, which is high probability. Yeah. Um, and then on yeah. the AFC side, Baltimore has definitely dominated the AFC. Um, you have Miami, who is probably going to, I'm hoping they actually still win the division against the Bills. I think they will. I know there's been a lot of debate about the Bills are coming in hot, but I, I just love these every week, these lenses that they always have seem to suddenly change and something's totally different. And they were always a fan of this person, always knew they'd do this. It's like, right. no, you don't. Look, let's be honest. People talk about San Diego. Oh, sorry, not San Diego. The Chargers, Chargers job. Yeah, I was going to say that. The number one job. I'm like, why? Herbert hasn't done anything. It's not Herbert like Herbert is a less successful Josh Allen. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. And it's nothing against him personally. It's just people blindly think, oh, his numbers are great. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't led a team to real wins. And the team has struggled all the time. And granted, part is coaching. And so maybe that'll help. But I don't think it's that exciting and that well off as people think. Well, especially their defense is not that good. No, no, it's not. And then, uh, but going back to the playoffs, like, the you know, to your point, like, to me, the Bills and Dolphins are going to solve tomorrow night really yeah. the uh, winner of the division, which will set right. the playoffs. And the Dolphins are coming in hurt, and they haven't looked their best. And the Bills bills are up and down. I mean, they haven't looked yeah, their best know. all season. They're a box of chocolates. I can see Allen ruining it once again for the team because he's over. He's getting way too much love as a quarterback. Um, he's more of a gunslinger to me, and he's just yeah. a big body who can run, and, and that's good. But if... If the game is on the line, he is not who comes to my mind at all to be close to being my starter. No. Like, he will lose it for me. He won't he's win it. He's still a top-tier quarterback, but he's... Yes, he's a top five. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't... He's not one, like... It's funny, because he always talk about what quarterbacks are untouchable, right? Like, right now, like, Mahomes is by far the... And, you know, Jackson is, Mahomes is... There's a few quarterbacks that are untouchable and you know they're already putting um cj stroud in that thing right there i'm like well he's a rookie he no, they, love to do that. they love huh? to do that every year they, they pick do that one every year young guy and throw him in there and say he's the best or he's you know like herbert they had herbert in that yeah. as, after his first year he was elite he was up there with mahomes and and everybody else well yeah like basketball win by yama generational talent they said Four years ago, Zion was a generational talent. So they throw these words around pretty easily without yeah. any real. Well, they need the hype. They want the clicks. And yeah, now they get people to watch. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like the one that's funny is on the opposite side of that is, have you like like with Jalen Hurts? All of a sudden now he's there. His leadership is questioned. That is he a problem in the locker room? You you Jalen read Hurts these or Brown? Brown is more the challenge in the locker room i was here no, no no, i'm not saying no i'm but i'm just saying you hear that about jalen hurts now where mm-hmm. you saw some reports about that and i don't believe in it i mean it's the one thing that you always heard is that you know he's a good leader and people respect him and they're okay with yeah, him from college Maybe having, yeah yeah totally so, but again like you said as much as fast as they'll turn on them you know it's like just that long ago the eagles were the team to beat in the nfc and now We'll see how they are, but it's the hyper oil. It's that whole thing, but one that's happening every week. Everybody hypes up a number one. All right, that's why they tend to lose me listening to a lot of these. Where it's like you know, uh, yeah. 
any of those shows. I, like, I like to listen on occasion, but I get tired. Like, I like Dan Patrick because he's pretty much straight down the road. He un- yeah. he throws out exactly those things. Whereas you have a Stephen A. and his show where it's all built on, I just got to continue to drive a narrative to get people to watch. And I get that. It's 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 part of what you just like the most out of the big out of the big ones. Who is your least favorite? What are the big ones? Well, I mean, I don't watch Skip Bayless. He's a joke. I don't like he's one of the ones. um, What's his name? Nick. um, Oh, Nick Wright. Yeah, Nick Wright. I, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't he, like, he's, he's the one on who, Fox, by the way. They're both uh, on Fox Radio. Are they? Yeah. Okay. And then Colin Cowherd, I don't like okay. either. Yep, another Fox Again, Radio. He, any of the ones that, that flip every week. Yeah. You know? And also, like, they bring in their own, they have their own personal philosophy. Like, Cowherd really does it. Um, Nick does it. There are a lot of them who bring in this thing. Like, Cowherd has this thing, like, like how he doesn't like Purdy. Have you heard why he doesn't like Purdy? Yeah, I have. Because he wears a hat backwards and he's like yeah, frat it's, boy. It's stupid. I don't Dan like Patrick that out of my quarterback. Dan Patrick makes fun of him all the time when he has him on because he says that's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, I I, I don't disagree that you know you you know the franchise quarterback is the face of it and they need to present themselves, but I'm like, you know, just because he has his hat backwards and you know he he's not ready for this role. Yeah, so you know, can you just give him maybe a little bit of time to? get used to it and kind of mature into it. But again, having his hat backwards, you know, I I I remember Brady wearing a hat backwards sometimes. I mean, to your point, like that's, that's like, first off, they all have to have opinions and that's why they're getting paid. And that's why they have these big shows. And I get it. But at the same time, that's why the shows become tiring fast. Because if you can't, if you can't maintain a balance and all we see is you're constantly up and down wishy-washy, and you're readjusting what's happening to fit a narrative you want to tell. It just gets tiresome after a while. Like you can't keep hearing that. One um, of the funny ones is that you have uh, Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco doing theirs. Oh, that could podcasts? be funny. Yeah, they're 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 podcasts that they try to make out to be like a sports talk show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a different medium, right? Matt Williams, who's created Big Shit Storm. Oh man. Uh, not to get into that, we can talk not to get into that because yeah, I don't know enough about the background, but, to, but yeah, to, to draw this back, because we we're trying, back, yeah. we're going a little off track here. We're trying to focus on the playoffs coming up. But that being said, all those teams being announced, who do you really think that? I mean, you kind of have a sense of who's going to make the playoffs right now. I mean, again, from the NFC, you got the Niners at one, probably Cowboys at two if they beat Washington. Um, then, you have, then you have. Um, who is it? Probably um, Detroit is going to be three. Yep. And followed by whoever wins the South, which Tampa or Saints most likely. Yeah. And then, of course, the Cowboys are in, the Rams are in, and then there's one final spot that the Packers can get mm-hmm. if they win against Chicago. But I'd love to see Chicago beat them. And, uh, and it's just, so really, that's I just the think, last playoff team to get in. I still think at this point right now, the, the NFC is 49ers, Cowboys, Lions. That's my one, two, three, and the only the team that, title game. I I can hundred percent the 49ers. and I, I I haven't really seen how the brackets would be lined up because I don't think they got to that point yet. But no, not yet, not till after this week. I don't know. I I I want Detroit. I want Detroit over any other team. I mean, other team that I don't follow, like other than the Browns and the 49ers. Um. I don't know. I mean, those are the two. 
I can see it being the Cowboys just because they've kind of been there, more experienced. But then again, you never know with the Cowboys. You don't yeah. know what team you're going to get. But I think Detroit is still like with Campbell, they, they don't have that experience. They don't. I mean, golf has been there, obviously. He's been to the Super Bowl. But, you know, the rest of the team, you could see. And, like, even, like, a Lions fan that I'm friends with, um, he just doesn't know, like, you know, are they going to be able to be up for the moment? Mm-hmm. So I could see I could see Detroit and the 49ers being there. But I just don't know. I mean, I could see it being 49ers, Cowboys, and I don't know. I, I, I think the Cowboys Cowboys are one of those teams where once you really start punching them in the mouth that they don't they don't have an answer for it. When you're able to go blow for blow with them, they 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 fold. And I unfortunately kind of see Detroit being the same way. I don't I know mean, if they're gonna be able to. If the standings hold up the way they are, your games would most likely be what Cowboys against, say, um the Packers. Say the Packers right. win, right? And Cowboys finish too. Cowboys against the Packers the first weekend, which is a, a nice, uh, yeah, sort of traditional historic—not historic, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah you, sort of rivalry you've seen plenty of times in playoffs before. Right. And then you'd have Detroit most likely facing the Rams, which would be interesting. But I think Detroit would get that one. And then of course, Tampa right now say they went out against Philly, which I could see Philly coming in and winning that one. Yeah. So I, I could see your final four being, well, I, I didn't say who would win actually the other game. Still, he's the only one I said it would win. And Detroit, um, the Cowboys, they sh- they should beat the Packers, but yeah. your and they are at home. If the Packers get there, um, if it's the Seahawks who get there, I'm a bit more concerned because they play more. Of Another a team you don't know what you're going to get. Right, exactly. So and the Seahawks have come in and surprised the Cowboys before. Um, yeah. But if all things hold true. Say the top, you know, at least the first three get in, then you most likely see a Cowboy Detroit second round game, and then the Niners say Eagles in San Francisco or Santa Clara, or whatever. And that's the one thing I think you know for this year that I've noticed is that matchups is more important than just saying, "Oh, this team should beat this team because they have a better record." Right. I think like certain teams just can't beat other teams just because of the matchups. I yeah. I think there are very few teams that are balanced, and like 49ers are definitely one of those the ravens 100 percent are one of those and i think those are the teams that are just constantly winning and those other teams like dallas i i just and 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 philadelphia and detroit and all them it's like you just have to see like who are they going to match up against yeah. about how you're going to do like you said i i could see the eagles winning or losing it just yep. depends on you know the matchup yeah agreed and then of course for the a so i, I would say to your point like i see the niners getting to the super bowl to represent the nfc for the AFC, it's almost pretty much set. I mean, I think there's still two open spots, really. There's the AFC uh, South, and then there's the the whole thing. The final the wild card spot too, yeah. because yeah. if Buffalo, well, if Buffalo wins, they win the division. Miami drops to wild card. Right. Buffalo loses. They may not and, be in the playoffs. And Pittsburgh wins. Yeah. Pittsburgh could sneak in because Indianapolis yeah. and Houston are going to play each other, so one of them's going to lose. And if they tie, it still doesn't benefit them. Like Pittsburgh yeah. needs to win to get in. But you got Baltimore at one, obviously, so they're sitting the first week. Right now, you have the Dolphins two, technically, and if they win, say again, if everything plays out and they win, then they'd stay at two. Chiefs would be three. Um, four, if Jacksonville wins, will get their division again. They'll be four. And then you got the Browns sitting at five. That's not changing at all. Um, yep. And then, say, Colts, Texans, who wins that one? 
Um, actually, Colts, Texans, I take that back. They could be the final wild card team yeah. or one of. Um, if the Colts, I would say the Colts will probably win that game. Yeah. And then I think the Steelers will win theirs. And it'll be Colts and Steelers in that order. So that means Steelers would face the Dolphins. Colts would end up facing, what, the Chiefs. And the Jaguars against the Browns, which, honestly, my money would be on the Browns to win that one. Yeah. Jacksonville is just not going to compete with that defense. And Flacco's yeah. fucking just flinging that thing, dude. Well, I mean, he really is. If he gets hot, and he's shown it, he can get hot in playoffs. That could yeah. be damaging for a lot of teams. I, I think I think what's going to hurt the Browns, and you know, even though I'd love to see them go in, but too, we have too many. We just don't have enough depth. Yeah. No, you guys. And, are, and I think when it comes to teams like, those earlier teams in the playoffs will be fine against, but even though we did beat the Ravens earlier this year, we're still missing too many, too many major pieces. We lost, you know, one of our other linebackers just recently to IR. Like honestly, thirty percent of our payrolls on IR, and they're all like, I mean, you could conceivably in the second round, the divisional round, end up facing the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, because you would be I, that lowest seed. And the thing is, I honestly think, and it pains me to say it. It's Ravens, and I don't think anybody's like coming close to them right now. I, so I don't I would, care about how hot Buffalo is. I, the Ravens will destroy them. Yeah. I would say this, though. I would pump the brakes a bit on Baltimore being a guarantee into the Super Bowl. Really? Lamar Jackson has struggled and cost games in playoffs. He's really? only won one time. Now, he wasn't there last year or the year before, but he doesn't have the playoff pedigree, and he, he's definitely cost the team games. In the playoffs, true. So if you can force him to be the passer and take away their run, that's where he tends to push too hard. Is what I've seen. The thing and is, so, this year though, I, I you have seen a change. I think having Flowers as wide receivers helped him tremendously. And yeah, Flowers it, it becoming be, but I tell you, Flowers you, not just a good receiver, but is becoming an elite receiver. But I mean, it, it's. I, I don't disagree with you, by the way, but I just don't know what team the AFC is going to challenge on to that point. The Chiefs could, to be honest with you. The Chiefs know the how to win. Ones, I think they really can. I think if the Browns were a, a little bit healthier on defense, I would say so. Like if we had like two or three of, the, of our starters, you know, healthy, then yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we'll have I mean, to see. To be honest with you, the Chiefs could pull off a run that the Niners did back in 88, 89. Yeah. Where they were just six and five at one point, finished off ten and six, played all their games on the road, won them all, and got to the Super Bowl where they won it as well because they had the experience. They had Joe Montana, they had. But the only downside where I agree with you related to the Chiefs that they have the potential, but their biggest problem this year has been the receiving core can't catch a fucking ball. Nope. Yep. Way too many passes. Let me ask you something. Are you are you surprised at how? Um, what am I thinking? Like, how they seem to not be holding it together through adversity. Yeah, they've never faced it before. They never faced it before, and I mean, I, this isn't. A, I'm not gonna be one of those who doesn't think that Mahomes is still not the best quarterback in the NFL because he, honestly, he is by far. Even if, even when Jackson gets the MVP, it's still Mahomes is is number one. But I'm really surprised at how he is just losing it and people will say it's justified i'm like it doesn't matter quarterbacks there is no justification for a quarterback to act that way and i'm kind right. of surprised out of that because it doesn't matter if his receivers are dropping the ball 
I mean, you're you're the leader. You have to be above that. If you want to be that, if you want to be on that Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, you have to be that leader. You right. can't lose it. Yeah. And I'm and again, I'm not saying not justified, but it's it's I'm surprised at how he's reacting, and even kind of how Reed has been acting. You know, for the most part. But it just I mean, like that call. yeah. I mean, you know, the, obviously the offsides call, which is hilarious, but which was clear as day. Was, which was clear as day. It was the correct call. They just didn't like it. Oh, you yeah. never called it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think well, that's. Yeah. I think that's. It's BS to say that, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at how they're legit. legit. Then they'd be calling holding on every cornerback every time. Oh, even on the offensive line. Yeah, and the and offense holds all the time. The one I love. Not to derail too much is to your point is like the Philadelphia Eagles left tackle. Every time it's a passing play, he jumps before the ball snapped. Jumps every time. You know it. And most of the time, is, most of the time, his timing's perfect. Honestly, when they actually showed it, most of the time it is. But that means that you still have fifty snaps. So even if it's most of the, even if it's ninety percent of the time, that means that there's five false starts that they're not calling. That that should have. But I think right now they're giving him benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I see it differently. So my call is from the AFC uh, is as much as I said all that stuff about Baltimore, I still see Baltimore probably getting there. It'll be a Baltimore as Niners, which will be interesting because Baltimore came to San Francisco, beat them down. Although I think San Francisco, a lot of it was just dumb luck in some cases because tip passes that somehow flew directly to another defender are just impressive. And I think they overstated too much, a little bit more than Baltimore, like just beat down the Niners. Not so much, but the Niners didn't play their best game, which because Baltimore made them not play their best game. So I also uh, think that, like, I think Baltimore came in with a much bigger attitude because they did because they were down. Niners were like a, a touchdown favorite. Yeah, like, they, they, they didn't give Baltimore yeah. a chance, right? Which and, could hurt them. Yeah, because you know they, they may have shot their load in the. The regular season, and then the 49ers are more ready for it coming into like a Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, as long as Shanahan doesn't forget to play the game the same way all the way through four quarters, yeah. we'll be fine. Um, so that so who do you think will make it out of the AFC? Oh, I think Ravens. Yeah, I think so Ravens, Niners, Ravens is probably what we're looking at, but we'll see how the playoffs go. I mean, I I think that the Ravens are the team to beat in Atlanta right now, I, especially the. How they handled the 49ers and how they handled the Dolphins. I mean, that Dolphins. No, I mean, game, the Dolphins are overrated. Let's not, they are, but I'm especially just saying. on the road. I mean, they got destroyed by Baltimore. So who, on the road. But that's what I mean. It's like I, I, I think that the only two teams I can see handling the Ravens is the 49ers and the Cowboys, and mainly the Cowboys because of the defense. That's the only reason I'm saying that. But I don't know if their offense can. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. The Cowboys are always a variable, but I'm just saying I think the Cowboys could handle them if they got there. Possibly. 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 But I will say this. This year, the AFC North, who the Niners faced, um, won three team. out of four against the Niners. That's three of their losses were against the AFC North. And did you see that if – so, like, the Browns are sitting all our starters. We're sitting all our starters. Like, nobody – You should because there's no purpose. You play next right. week. Um, if the Bengals beat them, It'll be the first time in 88 years all four teams were over 500. Hmm. Which is something that I was going to kind of bring up as a little side thing. So one of the misleading things about that stat is, is that how many times did that happen when a team was 8-8? Eight and eight, Where 
right? You have a losing record, but but now you have the extra game so they can win. Yeah. Where if this was, you know, years in the past, you know, they're right now the the Bengals are eight and eight. So if they win, they're nine. But if this was years past, they would not have had a winning record. No, no, I agree. But still, it's still impressive. It's still what it is. But which always sucks. Like my sons and I talk about it's like, of course, like the best year that the Browns have had in like even the playoff run and and so on. Of course, the AFC North is still the best team in the NFL. It just, yep. but so last thing for New Year's going yep. back to New Year's. So we talked about playoffs, which all kick off in the New Year, which is always exciting. It's also a bummer because you know football's almost over. Yeah, but it's it's a give and take. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about New Year's, especially this 2024. Every four years, we get the lucky excitement of a presidential election. So it's also a leap year. It's also a leap year. Which always falls in line with the presidential election season, too. So it's going to be very, this is one of those years where it's going to be very interesting. Not that I want to dig into politics, but the point being like this year is going to introduce once again the circus we call the presidential campaign. And uh, it gets worse every time. It's, it's going to be just as bad as last year because it's going to be the same two candidates. It's It's been already it's bad. Be three, the precursor was fantastic leading up to this. But you got that going for you. So for those who are excited about a presidential election, I'm not. Would, I would expect it's most people are. Most what people would be because I mean, look at your options. Again, dumb and dumber. I'm sorry, but they're both. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear. Like, Actually, it's grumpy old men. Grumpy old man is probably the better way of looking at it. Like neither one. I, Biden doesn't even know what's going on half the time. It appears, again, based on what he says and what I've seen, you know, on his live feeds and everything. Anybody that thinks that he's in full mental capacity is is lying. Oh, yeah. His wife's a doctor. Both the other people. Yeah. And then, uh, as far as Trump goes, I I do laugh at the states trying to keep him off the ballot, which basically would negate his chances. Although it's the states he wouldn't win anyway as a Republican candidate, most likely. Yeah. Um, but regardless, like that's just funny as shit because it's just, he just in no way is he like president material. Never was. Didn't actually do. I mean, it's hard to say because I wouldn't say presidents recently have done really great jobs as it is anyway. So you can't really say he was the worst because he did some things that generated some value. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with that. I know, and I, and my manner, issue is and how he acts and who he works that's with. The, that's the main issue that I have. And his mental capacity, thinking he's a freaking leader, he's the he's ruler, the not he's the ruler. president. Yeah. The ruler of the United States is the problem. Honestly, that I, that is my biggest problem with him. Is I think that it, I have many problems, I, but that's I, the, one of the, That's probably one the, the primary is his well, I, wrong way of handling things. I've always seen that the president should be a figurehead. They, they should represent the country. They should be the figurehead. They should represent the country. They should set the tone for the country. Like, you could say what you, whether you like Bush Jr. or not. Um, but he did well when the country needed him. Like, during the time after 9-11, you know, and you could say whatever you want, but I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about his leadership was there. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. And I don't think, and I, I think we haven't had that in a long time, I think you know. Even I think even Obama was better than that than these last two presidents. Yeah, and actually, I think I mean Obama was an orator. I mean, 
and but again, he was presidential. And I think that's the one thing I don't see with either one of these two that no. they don't give that confidence of being presidential. And right. look, look and again, we can no go back and forth. Yeah, but there's really no one in the field that gives that feeling. No. Like it's definitely not. Haley, no. I mean, you know, I think Christie's still trying. Um but yeah, the only none, one none of them do. The only one and and again, the other part is is like you can bring up somebody that you kind of support, and people would want to only go after the negatives. They don't want to have a discussion about it or try to find because people want to want to make sure that they they're affirmed and they they hear yes instead of actually trying to find out the best one. But like, and I and on the Democrat side, I mean, they basically even said if Biden wants to run again, that's all we're doing. And I don't understand how Democrats could be okay with that. Why shouldn't the incumbent be, especially with with a a, a rating of what in the thirties? Why shouldn't they have uh, people to go up against them? I actually. And again, I think he has some issues still, but like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I don't think he's that bad. I, I actually, there are some interesting things about him that, that I've listened to. Um, but then again, I, I, we already, I, I have a feeling that we know who's being groomed for on the Democrat side. And I think yeah. they're just waiting for, you know, his time to come. But, you know, 100% has been Gavin Newsom for 20 years. Yeah. He's been groomed for this forever. Yeah. But, but Newsom's not going to get it. Um, so it's a new year, it's presidential election year, congressional changes, all that stuff. So at the beginning of the year here, let's make our guess. You don't need to know who the candidate is. Who's going to win it? The Repu- who's going to be the president at the end of the election in November? The president will be either Democrat or Republican. Where do you think the country is going to lean? Which is funny because the country leans. If, if it's Republican, I don't know. Yes, I, it's I, only, I, yes, flip a coin. I don't give a shit. Honestly, I, mean, I, can say, I, can, I, I can honestly see Trump winning. I could if he. I, 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 I law. Law. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because I think something can happen with Biden that causes people to like something easily can happen with Biden. His health. I mean, come on. We're, we're talking 10 months from like no, uh, nine months from now, right? For that, for yeah. the election to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, nine, months, ten months. Ten months, ten months. It's November. Ten months, yeah. I forgot what month it was. Um, first of the year. All together. We're literally in the first I, month of a new year. He's 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 old. I mean, not just old, but he's it's like he old. can go at any time. But I mean, what I mean is something can happen to him where he can slip and look. Sorry, no joking, but we've all been around elderly people. He could, and he's already fallen. He breaks his hip and he's going to be hospitalized permanently. I mean, anything can happen to the guy. Yeah, I mean, no, and I, it, I it could be minor. It doesn't mean that he has to have a heart attack, but a slip or something like that could happen. A little accident at his age with the amount that, even though they manage his time, anything can happen to him. Right. And to be fair, I mean, you you try not to, like, I try not to look at anybody. It's hard because almost everything becomes personal. Like right. your personal feelings towards certain things will always play into it. You don't look at it logistically no. or logically, which you should, right. which is hard because to do that, we'd have to pull emotion yeah. out of everything and no right. one can pull emotion out of anything. Yeah. So that aside, like with Biden, my challenges with him are many, but I would say this, I try to always look at him from like, how is he doing in his job? Less about how I see him personally. Cause what right. I see him personally, I see is a man who's barely able to keep it together 
who I feel like is being forced to run again because they know they don't have anyone else. And that might be their best shot if Trump gets in there because he beat him before. And he's not uh, like he's in the twilight of his years. Obviously, he's in his 80s. And it's like he should be able to retire and enjoy his time. I think and it's going to be like 91. To. If he were elected again, he would finish at 91 years old. Something like that. I'd have to check his age. I can't remember. I thought it was like 82 or something like that. But if he's that old, then yeah. Um, But so there's that side. So from my standpoint, it's like, look, you know, and I've always said this before. We've talked about before. I have this true belief that the best age range for a person to have the best understanding of kind of has that sort of life experience, but it's also not so hard nosed. And this has been my life my whole life, so I'm only going to go this way, which we see a lot with voters, is probably between 35, 40 to 50, 55. Somewhere around, like maybe 60, maybe 60. But that's it. Like, after that, you've been around way too long. Like, I mean, I can tell you, I, I know, I see it myself. Like, there's things where I'm like, I stick to things, but then I, I'm at least able to catch myself and realize, okay, yeah. I shouldn't be, and I yeah. can't just. At a certain point, I'm going to give a shit no more. Like you I'm need just, a 10 extra in office is what you're saying. Possibly. That's what you're saying. And I, agree, okay. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, but Gen Xers tend to not want to do all that shit because they're tired yeah, of stupidity. We, just, we don't yeah. give a fuck. Well, we just we really don't. I mean, right now, I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not voting for I don't, but I do. Like, there's plenty of times I don't care, and I agree with you. And that's the mentality I mean, because yeah. it's like this country, we see the reality. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's just fucked. It's been fucked from the beginning. It's just like that fucking Billy Joel song I was listening to last night, interesting, on a drive. We didn't start the fire. Yeah. If, you, if you listen to the lyrics, he talks about we didn't start the fire. The world's been burning since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. because there's always been conflict. So there's always going to be conflict. Or yeah. at least I can't fathom where there won't be conflict without a major earth-changing event that causes a total shift in dynamics. So I have a question for you really quick. We yeah. know that unless... Even if Trump, all this happens with Trump, he's he's being he's a Republican Party president uh, or candidate, not president, mm -hmm. right? I, no matter what happens, you have the diehard supporters who are going to just, no matter what, it, it's a given. I don't think that there's anything. Oh yeah, they, they still believe what he says, even when facts are shown to him. But let's say something does happen with Biden. Let's say there is something that happens where mental capacity. Anything can happen with him, right? Who do you think, if they can't prop him up like a weekend with Bernie's type thing as a presidential candidate, which is honestly what I think they're doing, who do you think would be in line for it? Who do you think? Do you think that they'll sacrifice somebody like a Kamala Harris or somebody like that to just go against Trump right now, have them lose, go through this whole thing again, and then then prop up? a Gavin Newsom or somebody like that for the next presidential run in four years or if if and when Trump gets indicted again. Do you who do you think that do you think that they'll do a sacrificial lamb or actually put something against them who could win? They would because depending on when this takes place, right? Depending on time frame. If something were to happen to Biden, clearly don't want anything to happen to the president himself. Like the office yeah. I'd rather make sure he just that, either yeah. wins or loses reality. and he's out, right? So right. But because of his age, there is the possibility of health concerns. I agree. Um, I would say Kamala Harris is who they throw in there because they wouldn't have enough time to build up a candidate. And she's the only face they have tied to the presidency right now. 
that they could throw in there. So they would most likely put her in place. And she would and I'm like, Please don't. And, and, and nobody, I don't want to hear that. that, that no, she's, she's not enough she's bad not blood with California. She is. I didn't like her when she was DA of San Francisco. Yeah. And I knew people here, minority leaders here, who hated her when she was yeah. the DA here in San Francisco. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, of course, now they're quiet because of where she's at. But no, I she was horrible here. Um, and I, I don't think anything has changed. But yeah, I could see. But she'll basically be the sacrificial lamb because she she will lose to Trump in a yeah. heartbeat. And I think even no matter what, she'll lose to Trump. Right. So just, you know, thinking down the road, not even knowing who candidates are, I feel like a Republican will win the presidency this year. I feel like because last four years have been challenging with gas prices, all the things and everything Every going on there. Inflation rampant. Even if it is turning around, by the way. And even, it is. Even housing, but, even, but I think it's not the industry. It's coming down. It's enough for a narrative to say it's coming down. Right. And it's improving. It's still the one that's not yeah. changing. No. Yeah, no I think it's going to be the biggest platform. It's like, can people afford to live in a house? Right. Um, but that is said, I. Knowing how I've seen, usually a sitting president can win re-election, usually. Trump didn't, barely lost, although in his mighty one, but he lost, legitimately lost, whether he lost or not, legitimately lost. Um, You have nothing to prove otherwise. And that said, um, I think, you know, sitting presidents, like I said, generally win a second term. I think we can see back-to-backs where they don't win second terms. Like Biden just doesn't do it. I think the country now is at a point where they're just flip-flopping all the time. Like they're just bitter about everything. And so depending on at that point in time when they're voting, depending on what's most important to you, to your point, housing, something on education, whatever it is, jobs, you don't have jobs, whatever it is. If you feel it's that side of the you know, aisle, basically, then sure. you're going to kick them out. And that tends to happen. So I, and I, I think it just doesn't happen as frequently, but I'm, I feel like there's going to be a trend where it's going to happen more frequently. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Democrats lose that. They'll still not control the House, but I think they'll still maintain the Senate. And uh, so to create some balance there. And well, actually, be- they would, unless they hold the right now, the only reason why they control the Senate is because they don't control the presidency. Right. They have one extra seat. They have one extra seat. That's so why have, okay, we have to worry about the VP voting. It wasn't split. They had one extra seat. I can remember. But, but anyway, so yeah, so that's what the new year brings us, people. Great. You know, when the new year comes that's around, that yeah, move out of country. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got an election, which everybody's excited about, I'm sure. Yeah. We got football playoffs, which are fun. You're gonna have many things. Baseball's gonna start this year, and so you know, and of course, you know, hopefully everybody has a good new year. Yeah, whatever. That's later on, but yeah. But yeah, new well, year, new possibilities, but. Yeah, exactly. I think I think just being bitter Gen Xers that we are is it's gonna be no different than last year. It's gonna go fast it's as you get older. Be, years go by yeah. quicker, so yeah. it's gonna be a fun yeah. ride fast here. Yeah, be, no no time will be twenty twenty five. Exactly. Yeah. All right, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for uh, once again listening. We yeah. appreciate everybody joining and listening to the show, and hopefully you found something fun in here. And, and leave notes or comments. Yeah. You know. Or just well, say whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a good week. Talk to you soon. Yeah. See you later.